Welcome back to the Clubhouse podcast for the Georgia Tech Premier League. I'm your host, David, and I'm here with my co-host, Anil, and we are both losers. How did we get here? I'm prepared. I, I don't know what happened, really. I think, I, I don't know. I, I just, I need Clyde Edwards-Alaire to show up. I took a risk on James Robinson. I guess Urban Meyer doesn't want to show me love, but... I'm not giving up yet. I mean, I've seen turnarounds before. I've seen you last year, what, just waving in the wind with your white with your white flag, and all of a sudden, somehow, you started making a little push. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm definitely not calling it done. But uh, I got to see where where we land up. I may have to shift gears um, in a few weeks if, if things don't change. It's just funny because I feel like we we started off like talking such a strong game and that first pod coming off the draft I mean I was feeling sky high and here we are ninth and tenth place in the league like it's frankly it's just embarrassing um I mean I think my team has underperformed a bit but it's definitely not the start of the season that you'd hope for um do you let me ask you a question do you believe in like superstitions in some situations indeed I do so let me give you an example uh and I think that there's actually been a lot of a lot of these situations that have arisen in kind of the fantasy league so you remember I must have been like three seasons ago where Will Joe like sold his soul and he won back-to-back championships Yes. And then the season after that, he was, I'm pretty sure he was the Sacco or like last place, like just cratered immediately. And then last season, Keller, you know, the season before that, he was essentially the Sacco, didn't win a single game. <laughs> and he went into the season and he, he, before the season started, he decided that, you know, he just needed to like stay silent and not talk any shit and hopefully those good vibes that he was putting out into the ether would be returned to him. And what do you know? He ends up winning the whole season. He went from zero wins to a championship. So for me personally, I feel like every time that I watch red zone, I lose in fantasy. Like, I don't know what it's it that is. Quad it's, sighting. it's that it's that quad screen sighting. As soon as it flashes up on the screen, you're guaranteed some <laughs> bullshit's about to happen. Like it's what's the saying? Like a watch pot never boils. Like that's exactly how it feels <laughs> for me. Like I swear, um on Sunday, I turned it on, excited for the day, you know, get my first win against an underpowered Larry. And uh, I was really excited to watch David Montgomery because he had a really solid week one. Wanted to see what the Bears were going to do. And I swear, the entire like first segment of games, they never switched to the Bears-Bengals game one time. Like The Bears no were never zone. in the red zone. God damn. It's just unbelievable. So... I don't know. I don't really know where I take it from here. I mean, obviously, I'm going to keep fighting. Um, Aaron Rodgers came back in a big way 
So for all you haters out there, I was very, very appreciative of the showing that he put out. <laughs> uh, um, and I, I think, I we'll, think uh, that the other Roger, I think that the other Aaron actually showed up more, but uh, we'll see how yours goes. Yeah, no, it's true. He had a, he had a good night as well. Um, but I mean, after that first week, I just needed to see something out of my quarterback to put the haters to bed and to make me feel comfortable with my roster. And he delivered. So one other, one other, um, superstition. So you were telling us before this weekend that every single Falcons away game that you've been to, they've lost. True, and anytime I buy a jersey of a specific player, they get hurt. Oh gosh, what was the last jersey you bought? But I have to be the one purchasing it. I had to be the one purchasing it. Michael Turner, I got one in 2012 uh, when we were making that run for the playoffs, uh-huh. and a high ankle sprain, and that was it. That was it for him. Before that, I had an algae crumpler jersey. I think it was like 2005 or six, something like that. Boom, out for the season. So, um, well, maybe you should just sit and buy Falcons running back jerseys. <laughs> but yeah, give us a um, give us a report on your trip. How'd that go? Oh yeah, the stadium is small. I'll say that the fans. I think they're just enjoying the ride. It didn't. I, it wasn't that loud. I mean, honestly, you know, going with Keller to Pittsburgh, that was that felt loud as shit. This one, though, it wasn't that bad. Um, I'll say that the heat, when I first sat down in my seat, the back of the seat was like burning my back. It was that fucking <laughs> hot. But then it was like some rain that came in. And uh, here's the sad part. Once the Bucks were starting to score early on, I think Gronk scored twice or something like that. You know, it was like we we were down pretty bad. And so, what did I do? You know, sitting in the stadium with my Verizon high speed access, I opened my phone, went to my bookie's website, and <laughs> I saw a Falcons live bet. At set at plus 20.5. And I'm thinking, I mean, how many NFL teams can't cover a 20 point spread? So I loaded it up. I loaded the whole oh, ticket. Amount. I was like, you know what? I mean, this is going to be easy. And as soon as I placed that bet, the Falcons are doing all this heroic shit to bring us back. It becomes a third quarter. It's like 25, 28. And I'm sitting there like, dude, I just cashed the fuck out. That was such a good-ass bet. And then, like, the unforeseen happens. Somehow, we, you know, we go down by 16. There's a pick six involved. And I'm like, well, you know what? 16, I'm still winning. All we have to do is just run the clock out, and I win. And somehow, Matt Ryan throws another fucking pick six. Oh and the game gets way out of hand. Gosh. I mean, at that point, I was, I, I just, I was shocked. I did not think I couldn't cover. And Matt Ryan said, hold my beer. You know, I had this tequila drink in my hand, and I was loving it. I was <laughs> I chugged that shit. I was like, guys, let's fucking leave. This is ridiculous. Oh, and, my uh, gosh. That's um, brutal. 
Dude, I was on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. Go I ahead. was watching the game and had to go pick up some dinner. So uh, I drove over to the Indian spot. And I think like when I got in the car, it was just when we like started to go on that run. And I think that it was like they had 28 points or something. We scored a yeah, touchdown yeah. where it's like 25 points. Like we're down by three. Yes. Like, oh right. shit. Like this is crazy. Like this shit might happen. I go in, pick up the food, get back in the car, pull into my garage. I look at the phone. It's like 40 something to 25. Yes. I'm like, what, what happened? just happened? It was That's miserable. Crazy, that fourth dude. quarter. I mean, the energy that I had going into the fourth quarter was insane. I mean, we, we were hyped. We were hella hyped. Tampa Bay fans hated us. They were worried, too. They were a little silent. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. They were, they were dumbfounded at what was going on. And I thought we were going to pull it off. I really thought we were going to do it. But Vegas said no. Were you talking shit in the stands? Not at the beginning, but in that third quarter when we, like, were still, like, sticking it to them. I saw it open my mouth just a little bit. It wasn't <laughs> enough to be obnoxious, but it was enough to let them know that I can tell that they're silent. Because these people were sitting down for the third quarter. Like, there were very rare moments where they were high. We what were was the attendance high. like? It, it was, I would say it was, like, maybe, like, 70% okay. occupant. Gotcha. Um, it wasn't that loud though. They have a small stadium. The biggest thing is the the guns on the ship. You know, mm. every time something good happened for them, that shit would just rattle off. <laughs> Damn, they did <laughs> and that then shit in the a fourth lot. quarter. It was just pop, pop, pop. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> they didn't stop at a certain point. No, just kept <laughs> fucking going. Man, that was rough. So I guess you and Arthur are still tied up for the season. <laughs> I, I actually, you know, you guys are going to call me crazy, but we have the Giants, we have the Redskins, and we have the Jets uh, coming up. I, I still think that we can win at least two of those games. So we go into our bye week two and three. You know, that that's bad, but it's not that bad. Um, we'll probably... So- We'll probably get embarrassed by the Giants, and then no, who are not no. Or they're not good. But I can imagine Danny Dimes running all over us. I can see it already. I, I can see. I can see the return of Saquon. Get your trades in now. <laughs> get your trades well, in now. If you take out the pick sixes. The defense actually only gave up, I think, um, you know, 28 points, which isn't great, but it's an improvement <laughs> than the week before. And the offense, who only scored six points in week one, scored 25 points. So, we, I mean, we're improving. So, I, I let's keep believing in the team. I don't want to just, you know, not give them a shot yet. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll beat the Jets. I don't, we don't, I don't think we've seen a chance against the uh... – Washington. That oh, really? Is, Why is that? I think that defense is going to just like tear us up. The Bucks defense is better than um, Washington. Yeah, maybe they had an off day. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. 
Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And in fact, I probably should throw myself in with a little challenge because I haven't won shit this year either. So, did you win Survivor, or you're already out? Out, dude. I was out week one. We've talked. We talked about. So, this. like, if you take oh, okay, but if you lose week one, you're just completely done. Yeah, Survivor. I mean, I thought it was Survivor meant that you just you know you can't pick the same team twice. No you're out interesting although i think some people do it where you have like multiple strikes but i think this was just one one and done are you still on it oh yeah i'm not dumb (laughs) good luck (laughs) all right well we got a um exciting guest on this week so let's go ahead and give him a little introduction This week, our esteemed guest is a 2012 league champion, 2017 league champion. He is the 2018 league runner-up, a rules committee member, and finally, the 2020 Sackle Bowl champion, Big Joe. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. I just want to point out the champion of the Sackle Bowl, the um, Schneider Tomasi uh, cup, if you will. Um, <laughs> the winner is not the person who lost that game. I was not the worst in the league, but I did not come in last. So there it is. That is Thank that is that is correct. Introduction. <laughs> How are you doing this yes. evening? Thank you for putting some respect from on my name. I'm doing all right. Um, Where are you still on cloud nine after your? weekend performance uh no i'm on to uh i'm on to next week <laughs> <laughs> calling up that aj dylan AJ, <laughs> we, need you. we need you all of a sudden he just struts right out there you that was a, that was a crazy crazy matchup yeah i you know i i was thinking about going to bed at halftime i was feeling kind of confident i know that aj or Aaron Jones had, uh, I think he had like 24 and a half points going to halftime, and he still needed about 20. I figure that Packers would air it out. Little did I know that when they get down to the goal line, they would air it out to Aaron Jones. Um, but I held on. I'd like to thank Derrick Henry. I'd like to thank Cooper Cup. And I would like to thank personally the GOAT, Tom Brady all putting up big games and helping me secure that W. Man, I have to say, like, and I think I even messaged in the league chat and was like, man, I really hope Joe loses this week. And when I said that, your win percentage was like 46%. I think at that point it was like third quarter. Derrick Henry had like five points. And it was right around the time – I don't know what I was doing, but the next thing I do, I like look at my phone and he has 40 points. I was like, what happened? The fourth quarter, he just like turns it on. Yeah. uh, They just got him out in space and, you know, big man, long legs, man's a beast. That's why I took him. But I I don't know. Do you even think that this is sustainable? Like how many 30 plus carry games can this dude rattle off? He's been doing it for the past two years. A lot of podcasts I was listening to said he was going to regress. Um, one, for that reason, he 
he averages crap ton of carries per game. But I, when you look at um, like their passing game, and yeah, Ryan Tannehill might not be super ideal, but uh, he's he's okay enough when the receivers where they have AJ Brown and now Julio and. Well, that's putting respect it on Julio's name, I want to just note the record. I want to <laughs> note the record. There was a little bit of shade thrown a couple of weeks ago, and now we're starting to give the flowers. I like to see that. <laughs> and, you know, we're throwing shade at him because you drafted him. Yeah, well, that's going to turn out to be one of the best decisions. Just, just wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a best decision on a They took a touchdown away decisions. from him. You saw his feet land in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, and I know I, you called. I know you made that damn call, too. Your terrible team has not, I'm not thinking about you last week. This week, we'll see. Who do the, uh, the Titans play this week? Indiana. A division game. Interesting. Holy so the one thing that y'all don't know is that Nashville uh, recently got one of the biggest shipments of morphine in the United States of America, and they've upgraded Derrick Henry's uh, from from Vicodin to morphine. So they put that tent, you know, they, they pitch that tent, they reel him <laughs> in, and like Bane, they're just fucking dousing him in this fucking liquid, and then he's coming right out pain-free, taking another 30 carries. He's going to fall off. I hope you watch that game next week and you watch as Derrick Henry tallies the yards and my points go up and Julio stays where they are and you're watching your team lose. I'm going to see play action. I'm going to see play action to your boy in the red zone where everyone's keying in on that Derrick Henry up the gut run and Julio's wide open in the end zone for three touchdowns next week. It's going to be delicious. I am facing a Neil this week and even though Neil has scored, I think, about 70% of the points that I have. Uh, Sleeper has him favored uh, as I speak half a point. I could totally see that happen. And then going into – I don't see – the man (laughs) has – the man averages 85 points per game through two games. We'll see. They always seem to show up against you, though, so we'll see. You know who else I'm upset about on your team, Joe? Cooper Cup. This man. So I drafted Robert Woods, I think, in the fifth round. And I obviously had the choice between him or Cooper Cup. And I was like, Robert Woods is the consistent guy. He's the number one on this team. He's going to get all the work. And Stafford's just going to be an added benefit to him. Little did I know Cooper Cup would be going to breakfast every morning with Stafford and whispering in his ear and has reaped all of the rewards from having a better quarterback on the team. They said Woods did that too. What, went to breakfast? Yeah, they, 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 he, they stayed afterwards and he's been sitting next to him all the preseason camp. Oh, my gosh. Well, it has not turned into anything on the field. I was watching on Red Zone and it was like every play, Stafford would snap the ball, wouldn't even look in Woods' direction, would throw to Cooper Cup in, like, double coverage, and he would just snag it and get a huge game. It was so frustrating. Yeah, uh, Cooper Cup was a target of mine, so I'm glad it worked out in that. 
I thought it was going to be an equal split at least. I didn't think it was going to be skewed. I thought it would have been like 55-45 Cooper Cup. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I saw a push notification of reaction, player reactions to this, uh, what's-his-face, Damian Harris run. And when I saw that, my fingers were itching to trade Joe, but I I held myself in check. Yeah. Hey, it doesn't matter. You could you could you could offer me your entire team. I wouldn't trade Damian Harris. I I watched that play happen. I stood up and I was shouting. I was flexing as if I was the man who just broke nine tackles on <laughs> my way to the end zone. It was my dog. Dirty. My dog was. She got excited too, just by proxy. It, it was, was one of the better runs that I've seen in a while. Uh, especially when that he carried four men into the end zone. And Damian Harris, he's not that big of a dude. Um, I think he might be like 200 pounds, maybe. It, I, you know, it's those Alabama products. They, they're just bred different. Is he actually going to be good this year, though? Yeah, I mean, he, he had was, a nice run, but... Uh, he was, the, I mean, he was definitely their best running back last year, and uh, but Patriots like are winning ugly. They're not like flat. They're not flashy yet on offense. They're just uh, winning games by playing defense when it matters and scoring when it matters. But it's not like you know this ridiculous. Oh my god! Like let me jack off the stats type offense. Yeah, I, offense needs some work. The, man, every time they start to get something going on offense last week, there'd be like one small miscue. Like a, a drop pass, uh, Mac Jones thrown it errantly, missed block. They've been focused on, I guess, kind of getting Mac Jones more comfortable. Uh, the, they get um, their uh, starting tackle, Trent Brown, back this weekend. So that should probably uh, help Mac a little bit more. It better because the dude is garbage. Yeah. He put up seven points against the Jets. Like, why is he on your roster? I, because he's the triple goat. I, you saw the nickname. Oh my he may gosh. or may not be getting dropped soon. Just he better, he better, he better this be is dropped. that Patriots shit that I told you about that was going to come up on the pod. I knew <laughs> it was gonna come up. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm sticking behind my. I know I said thirteen and four. Uh, I'm going to stick with twelve and five. That's the Pat's final record at the end of the year. I'm pretty confident. I'm sticking I forgot, with it. I forgot he made those bold claims. I got to keep receipts. Oh, <laughs> man, I got to keep some receipts. I, I, I take the over by a million. Was, I think it's still at nine and a half. Throw, throw the mortgage on it. <laughs> uh, the Falcons, on the other hand, they need a little bit of work. Yeah, let's we can transition out of that, <laughs> out of that combo. Let, let's talk a little bit about um, the rules committee and and some of these trades that went through today. As everybody listening knows, the group on the pod right now, this is the current rules committee. Michael, we we miss you. We're sad to see you go. You were on here last time talking a lot of talking a lot of shit, but um, you know. I Every want dog Michael has back. Its day. I want back. Michael back too, but he obviously is has felt disrespected. So 
we we got to move got the on anti- from that. Rules committee going. This season has been crazy because I feel like, and I don't know if the pod has anything to do with it, but it's like everyone now is a personality. Everyone's a, a little Hollywood. Wants to talk a little spicy. Wants to get in the chat and make a make a lot of noise. And yeah, it's uh there there are a lot of a lot of voices out there currently. Um, today was pretty interesting. Registered show. Yeah, let's let's dig into that. So it's funny because Austin actually had messaged me earlier in the day before the trade went through, kind of asking about if he could trade a red shirt. And I was like explaining to him how it worked or like, yeah, you can make that trade, but you're going to need to like drop a player. And he understood it. I don't think that there was anything wrong with the trade itself, but just the way that it went, the way that it was executed was kind of sloppy. Um, Similar to on a smaller scale, when Darren and I made the IU trade last year, if you recall, the trade went through and then Darren didn't drop a player. Do you remember that? I do. Um, so it was kind of that same sort of situation. Uh, Austin kind of cleaned up on his end, but Darren obviously kind of just let it linger a little bit. But why? I mean, it just felt like Darren had so much power in this trade this year. It's like, <laughs> okay, he gets the right to choose and this and that. I feel like all of that has to be sorted out in the event of the trade. It, 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 I don't think there's like this waiting pattern. I mean, what if Rondale got hurt tonight in a car accident? He doesn't get the luxury of like, oh, well, thank God I waited six hours so I could find out that he got drunk. No, he has to make that decision right then and there. This is That's the problem with the red shirt. You know, everyone wants to use it as this big black gray box to where they can just imagine all sorts of possibilities. And it's not (laughs) that at all. I don't know. I mean, I think that it's acceptable to like give people the benefit of the doubt and give them some grace period because, you know, when the trade's accepted, he might be busy doing something and not be able to be on his phone. And so we gave him that. And obviously there's a lot of banner back and forth and we'll talk shit, but Like, I'm comfortable with giving him a bit of room, but at a certain point, it becomes a bit excessive. And I think that we would all argue about what is that kind of want. Like, it's it's a gray area, but, like, at a certain point, it gets kind of egregious. It's nothing that Austin – I don't think Austin did anything wrong, and and I don't think Darren inherently did anything wrong either. There's nothing wrong with the trade aspect of it. It's just – when the trade goes down involving a red shirt or a transaction on the waiver wire with the red shirt, it's just like, it just adds so much confusion and it it can be simplified, but you know, it's something that I definitely want to talk about next summer because you know, it it can be a lot smoother and, uh, and it's not that right now. I think it's definitely up for debate at the summit on how we can make it a little smoother. Yeah. You probably ask for uh, any trade involving a red shirt or uneven trade roster. We just make sure they get it, get the plan through with the trade. If I recall, I believe ESPN um, 
if you were to make an uneven trade, you would have to drop to ensure your roster was complete with the completion of the trade. Um, yeah, I don't know why do Sleeper that. doesn't allow you to do Like, why don't they allow you to drop as part of the trade? I don't think you can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you can't make any roster moves um, with an overloaded roster, but yeah, I, I, it, it, maybe it's a Sleeper problem, and this is just the problem that we're finding out now because this is the first uneven trade we've done on Sleeper. Is that... Probably. Oh, uh, I don't think it is, but I think typically because pe- the IU trade was uneven. I think. Oh no, that no. was just a dud issue. No, was yeah, you don't. Uh, I, don't, I, don't but, but, I don't know, but you know, it's led to this anti-rules committee, and and that's the other fucking thorn in my side because there's no bipartisanship here. There's no <laughs> other group getting to debate on what's legit, what's not. You're either part of the rules committee or you're not. And you just have to live with certain decisions that are made for the good of the league. This isn't we get to vote kumbaya bullshit. This is, <laughs> this is something that you have to follow, just like the NFL. We love to use the NFL as this comparison to fantasy. Well, we're using it now. And Goodell has the final say. And he has his team of advisors. And that's how we're going to go. So anyone that wants to keep challenging this shit or making other committees, just know that regulations will come. You will be taught a lesson. Hey, I didn't say, hey, I didn't say anything. Jones, Jerry Jones, Michael Miller leaving the group to start his own little faction. No. There's no bandanas here. There's no food. There's none of that shit happening here. Those oh, Florida boys. So speaking of the committees, we, we held some tryouts this week for but we obviously need to re- replace Michael. And so we we talked with a couple of people and we had I floated some interesting scenarios to them. I think everyone gave pretty solid answers, but the one thing we didn't really talk about was availability. And when shit goes down. I think it's proven that everyone's thinking correctly with the scenarios, but the availability of being able to weigh in to settle on a decision, something that it just like on some of the worst days, David was at the pediatrician with his son. And all of a sudden there's some big trade. And of course there's questions. Of course there's deliberation. It's just, we have to be ready to respond uh, at a moment's notice for this group. Yeah. That 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 is a big piece of it. So who do y'all who do y'all think we should add to the uh, the committee? I want Michael back, but if I can't have Michael back, I, I have a couple of picks. Do do we need to reveal names? We can do it on the pod, or we can we can save it. I thought JP actually gave some pretty good answers. Um, I liked I liked him. I don't trust Keller yet. So I've got to cross them off my list. I thought Larry also gave some fair answers, and I think both of those are my my top two considerations. I thought Larry probably gave the weakest answers out of the three of them. JP probably had the best sounding answers. 
but he's also been involved with this anti-rules committee shit and so i feel like some of his motives are a bit questionable and how he wants to structure the league uh, I don't I'd know like to note he's I don't think he's a part of the anti-rules committee. I think he wants to create the committee to oversee the rules committee. Oh, he wants to be the Supreme Court justice, which I don't fuck with. <laughs> Supreme overlord. <laughs> so I would probably vote Keller. Uh, they they all are pretty solid. I'm leaving like maybe like 55% Keller. 40% JP and 5% Larry. Sorry, we'll say 4% Larry, 1% Matt Fields. What did Larry say that was so bad? I forgot. Hold on. It's not, that, it's not that he, it's not that he's, what he said was so bad. They're all the right answer. It's just JP and Keller had a little bit more uh, exp- explanation along with their answers, what they were thinking, why they made that decision. Um, Larry also has the, the least engagement in the league, which out of those three, which this year actually he's talked a lot more than I expected. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that he lurks a ton. Well, I don't even know if he lurks a ton, but that kind of goes into my calculation of who I would want on the rules committee. He did suggest the Kumbaya meetings, though, so I don't know. He did. <laughs> he said he'll make himself available if he was part of this. See, I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe that. I do. Yeah, it's not like he's Matt Fields, kind of not just like one one hunt. See, Matt Fields was so bad at his engagement <laughs> that it was like kind of endearing. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, damn, this dude really is like, doesn't give a shit. He's just going to put two emojis in the entire season. That's pretty ballsy. After people he talk shit a... about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. What do we got for, uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll finalize the rules committee shit offline. But what do we got this week for power rankings and for matchups? How are y'all feeling about that? Yeah, we, we know we know what me and Joe got going on. But to, at the top of the league, I mean, Keller sitting at 2-0. and I know I gave a lot of flack um, before the season, but I, is, is Gronk and Godwin production, is that sustainable? I know. I just don't know. I just don't I've know. Seen, I've seen the Gronk-Brady connection for – ever it's sustainable but does it stay does it stay relevant for 17 games i feel like it doesn't i think it does man the books have weapons all over the place uh, if you're not doubling if you don't have the personnel to cover a good tight end you're just in trouble against them because you have to waste resources on godwin or um uh, ab uh Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Jeez. Like, it's not fair. But it's, I, I don't it's know. Not. I, and I, if you don't have a, like a strong safety or a, lo- a fast linebacker who can cover Gronk, then you're just straight boned. I've seen it for years. Uh, he's the greatest tight end to ever play the game, it's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. I, all right. All right. It's all right. Strong. Well. <laughs> 
I don't know what to tell you, man. It's true. I just don't – I feel like, yeah, it's cute when the Bucks play the Falcons and they just stack up points all across the board. But I don't know how many games he's going to win starting both Gronk and Godwin because at some point one of them isn't going to hit, like, and that's going to sink his team. I mean, he also has the Bucks D. So, like, he's kind of – really stacked on that offense which has obviously worked but i don't think that's sustainable for a whole season but what about the team is he two and oh he is two and oh mccaffrey is so good that shit isn't fair i don't, I don't know who, i think i would still put jp as number one yeah i don't think i'm questioning that i'm just questioning like what's the second tier of of our power rankings and the stats say to look at Keller and to look at Joe Comer, but I don't know. I, I must be a hater. I'm just not. Uh, saying hey, hey, stats say point, point to two people and they're not any of the guys who are two and oh. <laughs> uh, here's you, a hot you gotta take. Rank it. You got to rank it. Michael Miller. I know he lost last week, but a man still puts up points. His team still can put up points. Uh, he's a big, look at my old, team. big old L week too. And you got to think, you got to think, I started a living kicker week one and I'm 2-0 and, oh, and Keller's 1-1. One and one. Instead, I got the old switcheroo. Oh, our kicker has an abdominal cramp at 4-14. Sorry, Joe, your kicker gets... Enjoy $2 fine and suck on that. Here's a hot take, though. I think that I'm not – I would put myself probably middle of the pack in the power rankings. (laughs) I don't know why you keep doing that. You mean like seven to nine? No, I put myself maybe like five or six. Five or six. So you think – five or six, you think you're better than one of – the two and O teams or Michael or me? Um, I think I'm probably better than Keller's team. Definitely better than Anil, better than Larry. You're just lining up people and taking shots here. <laughs> I'm better than Austin. You, you think you think you've loaded up truth bombs, but man, you are just better than you, Austin. Just... I'm better than I think I'm better than Lil Joe. I'll say it. Man. Well, stats don't lie, and stats say you've scored 213 in two weeks, which puts you in uh, eighth place. I hate my team. (laughs) 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 I don't want to play this season. Can you you please explain? Can you explain your you traded Melvin Gordon for forty six dollars and there's a there's a reason. I mean, for yeah, that. What was that move? What, well, there's a reason to, for that. Is there? Is there? there is. is there anyone on the waiver wire who had who's yes. going to score more points at the same position? Yes, there is, okay. and uh, there's a little bit of a personal spite that I'm getting across to a certain individual who keeps thinking that this waiver wire is going to save him. So I'm just going to outbid the fuck out of him. And I'm just going to make him understand 
that I control the market. I'm the market maker. <laughs> so he's going to have to come to me. Uh, you're going to bid $201 on Tony Pollard or something like well, that can't, just out of spite. He, in hopes that I may he gets to. hurt or gets too fat. And... Larry is over there suffering. And he's stonewalling me because he <laughs> thinks that Tony Pollard is going to save them. And I'm going to bid the socks off that motherfucker. And he is going to have to crawl and beg for a running back. I'm going to have every running back that he oh, ever wants. No. Yes. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of him stonewalling oh, my no. ass. Oh, no. Jesus. And I hope he listens to oh, this. No. Right in the morning after the waiver is clear, and he understands <laughs> why. <that. laughs> Yo, wasn't he so crying? Week, wasn't he crying week uh, last week? Yeah, when he's I got drafted, all sorts uh, of problems. When I drafted uh, Mitchell, um, I can't believe I lost to this man. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, do you see well, how bad I, his running backs are? Trey Sermon limping out I there. I lost to Devin Singletary and Trey Sermon. Oh, Lord. Uh, Trey Sermon, <laughs> one carry, eight yards. Before and he, he got concussed and, and fumbled. The wings? Uh, who's no. the healthy man waiting in the wings? David Johnson. 2013-2014 oh rushing champion. Oh, uh, Larry, you can still shop with me. You're still, I will still honor your money in my store, but just know that you're only shopping with me. No he one's going to do business with you. He is going to get Saquon Barkley, uh, who's probably going to, I mean, who they playing? They're playing the Falcons this, this week. If he's, if he's getting healthier and healthier every week, you know, like if there's a team to break out. Agreed. Agreed. But at the same time, if he doesn't break out, then you sound the fucking alarms. Because if you can't break 20 points against the Falcons, you're not breaking 20 points against anybody. So as much as he wants to look forward to this, he's nervous as fuck. He knows that this is the only chance he's going to get to see the full potential. And he's never going to get a deal as sweet as I gave him. He's never going to see that ever again in his life. Guys, after this week... After this week, there are going to be about six teams that are one and two. I'm going to beat Austin. Both of us will be one and two. Larry's going to lose to JP. He'll be one and two. Let's see. I may win. Anil wins. You seriously think Anil is going to beat my team? The last you time see, look, someone was on look, the pod. Look in the camera. I want you to look me in the eyes. I want you to tell me that Anil's team is going to beat me. I want you to do it without a smile on your face. Next next week, Anil and I are going to get on the pod. We're going to have some glasses of champagne, and we're going to be toasting to our I got the mullet bottle already. <laughs> I told you the fancy gods took JK away from me on purpose because they saw the first five draft picks I made, how perfect they were. They oh, knew I was going to win. We'll see. We'll see. Even it out, and I'm still dominating. We'll see. We'll see Alvin's, how it plays out. Alvin's going up against the best run defense in the damn league. Calm yourself. <laughs> I'm starting them, too, so that's a problem. That's a big problem. Hey, I'll, tra- I'll trade you two fantasy dollars for the New England defense. 
Dustin. What did he say? I couldn't hear that. I couldn't hear. <laughs> I, thought you were thinking. I said I'll trade you two fantasy dollars for the New England defense. David, it's breaking up. I don't know what he's saying. Is his mic okay? <laughs> All right, y'all. We're probably way over time, so this is a good chat. Best of luck to both of you in your matchup this week, and let's play the outro music. Have you ever been punched in your motherfucking face? What you say? Oh, you have it? All right, wait, bitch. Yeah, I want the fade. I want the fade. Give me my fade. I want the fade. I need the fade. I need my. We got a fade. Give me my fade. Fade. We got a fade. Fade. Give me my fade. I want the fade. I. I need the fade. Fade. Run me my fade. Fade. I can't please everybody, not even me I wanna please God, but my issue's too deep Bless up, gotta change my number every week In amigo, I got him hot, I got him grease Shut the fuck up, can't you see my daughter sleep? Shut the fuck up Serving up a look, dancing in the drought Hello to the rain Venting in the safe house